Welcome to Lockdown Larder, where we're dishing up tips and inspiration from different foodies and their socially distanced dinner tables. Are you a banana bread baker? A sourdough self-starter? Or have you just developed a takeaway food habit? We're here to whet your appetite. This week, we bring you a Lockdown Larder first, a food influencer who's shit at cooking. Yes, really. You've probably seen What Willie Cooks prancing around on the Mob Kitchen Instagram or heard his hilarious cooking tutorials, which exploded to over 80,000 followers in lockdown. Even better, you might have cooked his no-fuss sexy recipes yourself. This is what happened when Izzy met Willie and found out how you really can take the stress out of the recipes and what herbs make up a lockdown kitchen party. Enjoy! Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm well. I'm well. I've just made some tasty dinner. Oh, um, delightful. Well, I've got to ask would, what you eat. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? Would you believe it tastes good? Oh my goodness me. Yeah. Oh my God. If you could put a fucking taste on the internet. It's 2020. Where's the, uh, where's the Zoom sense at? You know, I could... mm, no, I know exactly what you mean. I do think it's shit that you can't send smells. And I think someone will work out how to do it. They've got to work out the fucking cure for coronavirus first. <laughs> it's the same scientists I hear. You are a little bit of an enigma to me because I try to do a lot of stalking on um, on your Instagram, which I obviously love, like 80,000 other people. And you only started it in January this year. My heart is kind of in in food and, and sort of comedy, I guess. And I guess that's just kind of like what, because I had so much time to to fully commit to something during lockdown it's now kind of like well that probably won't stop if i have to do it full time and make a job of it so yeah who knew a pandemic could make you more hilarious i mean who would have thought uh, well <laughs> i don't know um people were already laughing at me um and now they're laughing with me i decided to just do them every day because i was on lockdown at my girlfriend's house and i kind of just decided to treat it like a job because i was furloughed banging them out like every day so i probably did about 10 before mob got in contact with me and they were like right we want to go into business together and try and build you up and help you out and and yeah now that's that's what they've been doing which is cool i didn't even like think about like the job of food presenting until i kind of saw mob's videos and then you on mob's videos like that kind of skill I'm sure you weren't just born with it. No, I think the thing is, I mean, as when I was growing up, I was probably considered an obnoxious little shit. I, I've never, I've never had like a diagnosis of, a, of ADHD or anything like that. I've always been kind of just full of energy and quite loud and, and whatever. So I guess kind of, it was just kind of like channeling it into, into something else in a way. Where do you get, where did your inspiration come from behind the videos, like the comedy aspect? Basically, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to comedy, so like especially British comedy. So I've always been like a massive fan of comedies that might have slipped under the radar a little bit in terms of people today knowing about it. So there's like something called Bruiser, you know, there's, there's just loads of stuff. But I think the, the one that I get people saying that I'm sort of imitating would be like Matt Berry or like Brian Butterfield, the Peter Serafonovich character, but these are all like inspirations, I guess. So, have you started to take it into your daily life? You know, sort of like, and now we, you know, sort of like every uh, time you're cooking something, always have you separated the two? 
Well, I, I, I mean, the thing is now, because I'm trying to put so much time into it, literally, I'd say about 95% of the time I'm doing cooking, I'm, do, I'm filming it. But yes, basically, in answer to your question, it has just become the way, the way that I am when I'm cooking now. So I can't really escape it. Literally, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in your kitchen. I, the, I mean, the way I look at it, and I've said this a couple of times with people, I, and it sounds kind of like one of those grotty little cliched things, but it's like everyone eats, and I don't think there's anyone that doesn't get enjoyment out of eating something good. So if I'm kind of like trying to make sure that I'm eating something good all the time and then sharing that with kind of like with, with everyone else by doing the videos... Yeah, no, absolutely. And just thinking about how that kind of style suits to Instagram as well. Obviously, Instagram is such a fast moving platform and like people are constantly mm-hmm. looking for like, you know, every like 20 seconds, people are just like scrolling, scrolling and looking for something else to entertainment. So mm-hmm. I feel like these kind of your videos have definitely got a real place because mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like food videos, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like they really exploded over the last few years yeah no definitely i mean mob kind of um it was a similar sort of setup to the tasty videos in buzzfeed oh yeah but then i always found that those were a little bit too like unobtainable and also they're really shit like really cheesy and like horrible horrible music and whatever and i think when when ben had the idea for mob he wanted to do food that was stuff that people were actually going to cook I would just say that when I look at your page, I look at all the food and I go, that looks really sexy. I want to eat that. And I think (laughs) (laughs) that is a thing. I I mean, I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) I don't know, like something like a pad thai, for example. Like when you put noodles in a bowl, you don't often go, oh God, that looks so sexy. I want that. Well, it depends. If you're hungover, then I probably would. There are people on Instagram and obviously Instagram is a massive aesthetic thing. So you know, oh, it's God, mostly yeah. girls with big boobs, guys with nice abs. Like that is a lot of Instagram, and that is what you see a lot of the time. It's just the way it is. It's it's an aesthetic thing. When it comes to food, I think there's a similar. You have a similar sort of situation where it's kind of like either it's really fine dining and it's made to look really really beautiful, and it's I don't think there's like a huge 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 following for that, but it's there and you see it, or it's like oh, look, there's a burger that's got way too much cheese on it and would give you a fucking coronary if you took a bite out of it. But like that, that is just, that's just it. There's a lot of people that put so much effort into making food look, look really, really nice. And I think it's quite, I think it is quite pretentious a lot of the time. Unobtainable. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd, and I think, I'd say you were talking about girls with big boobs and guys with abs. I'd probably say that you're, you're like the Instagram equivalent of like the funny nice guy that people go for oh wow thanks i have you know i've actually got really big boobs and nice abs Um, Um, okay we're going there obviously like you're following like completely exploded in lockdown um because you are very new um at a guess would you say people follow you for like the comedy aspect because i've kind of like made this my thing now it's like i'm constantly food 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 but i think you know, as I said before, like everyone eats, everyone wants to make something. And I think people don't put as much thought into what they're going to make. So being able to see something that's like, oh, this guy's making this. And then being able to think, oh, I can do that and giving it a go. I suppose that that is, um, that's a big, big part of why people follow me. 
takes the the stress of having to think about a meal to make off them maybe yeah i'd, I'd quite like to do some uh, some adverts uh, or i don't know maybe a disney pixar film that'd be good lead role i was about to say you've got quite good voiceover potential you've definitely got the the style i could see like as a like a villain in a disney movie or definitely an advert voiceover you'd have me down as the villain would you Mm, I don't know, yeah, why did you have yourself down as sort of some other... Perhaps just, uh, the, maybe, maybe just the leading role, um, but you know, maybe, that's, maybe I'm thinking too big, maybe I should be thinking just a, just a villain. Well, I don't know, I think if you've, if you've got this far in lockdown with something that you started as a hobby, I think the sky's the limit, I think you should get on, I think you should get on call to Disney. The guy who does Come Dine With Me, the voiceover, I think I could do it better. Oh, what's his name? Talking of come down with me and talking of people cooking at home. Like I was watching couples come down with me and it's just, it's just terrible. It's actually terrible what, what some people sort of present and put on a plate. I'm just, it just looks (laughs) so depressing. Literally everyone that goes on come down with me, it seems they all have fucking like square plates or something. They just, just bad, bad tableware. And then, Oh, just it, it yeah. always always looks shit. I've never seen anyone do anything on Come Dine with Me where it's, it's working. Always, like, wow. Yeah, it's always the main course is like the overcooked steak, which just looks like a piece of meat, and then you've got like the chips in like a Jenga tower. No, it doesn't. It's 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 one of the worst things you can do with a chip. What 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 would you say is the best thing you could do with a chip then? I would say cover it in smoked paprika and then have it with garlic mayonnaise. Oh, are you a make your own mayonnaise or is that, is that too much for you? you I am a massive, massive mayonnaise fiend. Like I will have it with everything. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I literally go through like a squeezy, a big thing a week. It's that excessive. I have made my own mayonnaise before, but like it's never as good. If you get just a fat tablespoon of Hellman's and then grate a load of garlic into it and a bit of lemon, it's, it's banging so like it's not going to be I, I don't know I, it's unnecessary hassle mm, I agree what would you say your like biggest unnecessary hassle is what is something you would like never make from scratch and you'd always buy and you'd say it was too much hassle I, I think bread I knew you were going to say that I just had an omen just get it from the shop or a nice local baker how are you finding like the vegan cookery side of things obviously you've got to appeal to everyone and they kind of, I think a lot of vegans are very, very good at watching a video that I make and then using replacements. Mm. So it's kind of, I mean, it's personal preference, isn't it, really? Yeah, no, no, it's so true. You say about replacements. Do you follow Nigel Slater on Instagram? He's um, a columnist for, I think, The Guardian, like a food columnist, and he's, but he's got a really oh, right. high sense of humour. But basically, on his Instagram, he puts up all these recipes and whatever. In his comments, like people obviously always comment as they do on food videos. And on, sorry, it was an aubergine parmigiana. And then someone said, nice. I don't have any aubergine in, Nigel. What could I replace it with? And he'd replied like, it's a fucking aubergine recipe, like Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So no. your recipes are designed to take recipe out of recipes. Congratulations, it's the best slogan I've seen in a long time. Um, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> how was your own journey into cookery? Was it quite stressful and did you make quite a lot of mistakes along the way? No, oh, fuck no, I'm nowhere near, this is, I'm, I'm shit at cooking. I still screw up loads, but you, you, learn, you learn from all your, your cooking mistakes, I suppose. 
great approach so you weren't or were you one of those people who had supermarket sandwiches for breakfast lunch and dinner whilst at university or me and my very good friend at university george did used to do the deal or no deal meal deal meal on i can't remember which day of the week it was but for one term we did have a meal deal every lunch on that day but like no i was always kind of like oh i need to cook something my favorite to do at uni was to make pitta pockets i'd just make stuff i'd like cook chicken or maybe bacon or chicken and bacon or whatever get some lettuce and cucumber and tomatoes and cheese and like put that all in a bowl grate the cheese bit of mayo bit of ketchup get the chopped up chicken and bacon in mix it all up stick it in pitta breads chopped in half little pitta pockets that was it absolute banger best thing ever i need to do a video for it actually because i haven't Oh, there's a place on my road I keep walking past and it's a Greek place and they do these giros, which are like pita bread wrapped with meat and chips. And you've just reminded me how much I need to go and get a takeaway from there. Obviously, I'd Mm. I'd make it if you do a video, but it could be way while. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I do do love a a giros. That's another potential video, I think. (laughs) Thanks for that. No, it's okay. We're just having a massive brainstorming session tonight. (laughs) What is your favourite type of cuisine to recreate uh i have decided quite recently that it's italian i, I mean i love i love asian foods i, I love you know your, your your japanese typey stuff i love a katsu i love a, a yakisoba a ramen all this stuff but like the actual thing that i always find myself cooking is different pasta dishes basically i uh, my favourite one is um, the Nigella pasta <laughs> recipe. Pasta, butter, marmite, just and cheese, and it's just. I need to do it. I never tried it, but I think I'd like it. It's so good because it's marmite is obviously like quite stocky, so it has a lot of flavour in that sense. I'm more of a bovril man. <gasps> bovril, that is underrated as well, actually. Bovril so underrated. Like me and my mates. In first year, I remember we, it was kind of like at the beginning of, near the beginning of first year, we were just sort of all discovering how fun it was to just spend the whole time getting stoned. And I remember coming back, and again, it was the same guy. George has introduced me to so much food wise. Shout out, Big up, Big George. Um, and he, he had this jar of bovril, and we had a loaf of bread, and there was butter in the fridge. I was like, well, we've got no marmite, we've got butter, we've got bread. Because it looks like Marmite, it comes in the same bloody jar. Like, what would have had Bovril on toast? I, I don't know if it was just because I was really, really high, but <laughs> it, oh my God, it was the, it's so good. It's so nice. Like, salty, sticky Bovril with loads of butter and crunchy bread and it's oh, crunchy toast. Oh, it's just the best. Oh God! Maybe you should do a. Maybe you should collab with Bovril because I feel like it's really underrated. You know what? They're the first company that I emailed. Uh, not emailed. That I I sent a message. I, I'm not into the. I don't. I'm not trying to do loads and loads of collab co- collaborations with brands because I don't want to fall into that kind of uh, look at me being an influencer category. But the first that I sent a message to on Instagram was Bovril, and I was like, "Listen, I want to make recipes." with you guys using bovril and they haven't replied that's a shame 
Oh, that's really sad. Maybe I'll tag Bob Rill in this and get it starting. Because I feel like as well... Oh, please. Yeah, please, please, please do. <laughs> Bob Rill is such a store cupboard thing. Same as Marmite. Yeah. But obviously you're saying you were cooking loads. How were you finding like the shopping and shortage situation and... Obviously, there was the bit of, at the beginning, right at the very start, there was the toilet roll situation. I don't cook up a lot with toilet roll. I mean, I hear it's quite um, quite dry and a bit tricky to cook, so I probably wouldn't recommend yeah. that. I was going up the garden centre because we got into this kind of situation where, obviously, I don't know about you, but like we were drinking quite a bit during lockdown. We'd have a meal and then we'd go upstairs, watch telly or whatever, and then we'd be drinking, drinking wine or whatever and, and eating cheese and so my contribution from the garden centre was something I was calling the gout contribution because it's all the stuff that gives you gout. Yeah, I'd just get like a bottle of wine and like some fancy cheese and some nice crackers or like some smoky onion relish. And yeah, it was uh, it was good. So basically you lived out lockdown like Henry VIII? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What was the favourite thing you cooked in lockdown? Oh my God. You know what bangs? I did a a goulash a beef goulash with so much smoked paprika in it that was paying as we plunge into lockdown hashtag two what dish would you cook for the rest of lockdown if i had to choose a dish to cook for the rest of lockdown it would be the aglio e accidente that i made the other day so i went and i got parsley i got lemon i got uh spaghetti garlic mainly garlic so frying the garlic in quite a bit of olive oil and then you put your spaghetti on the, and you use water to create this kind of like emulsion. And you're meant to add chili flakes. And at that point, I was like, oh, fuck, I thought I had chili flakes and I didn't. So instead, I ended up adding loads of black pepper and loads of Parmigiano Reggiano. Um, and it became this kind of like with the parsley and the garlic and the lemon juice. And it kind of became this like really, really simple, really, really silky hybrid between an aglio e olio uh, which is just garlic and olive oil spaghetti and a cacio pepe which is like cheese and pepper i was literally it, just about to say that because that is one of my favorite things cacio e pepe oh my God. yeah but you need to try it with all the parsley and the lemon juice it was absolutely insane like and it was total accident what are your top three like kitchen cupboard ingredients so we're talking like pepper and and salt and seasoning kind of things is that what we're saying yes a, a cupboard ingredient a non-perishable a, a non-perishable i like well yeah good 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 phrasing smoke paprika every time and also recently the cornish sea salt company sent me this smoked salt and it that again fucking slaps i'd take that in that can that can come in and msg okay msg is a grossly misunderstood ingredient but the whole thing about how msg is really bad for you has basically just come from racism i think and just ignorance so it's a synthetic umami flavor which is what we love when we eat chinese food basically and a, and a lot of a lot of ingredients have it naturally so tomatoes mushrooms uh anchovies these noodles that i made the other day you stick a quarter of a teaspoon of this msg in and fuck me and for that reason msg's coming with me to the party and the question i've been burning to ask you since you mentioned this halfway through i think everyone else will be too what was your meal deal of choice what from tesco's should we say tesco's 
Yeah, seeing as you seem to be such an expert, go on. Chicken club sandwich, barbecue beef hula hoops, and uh, the big ones, the big hoops, uh, a lemon vulvic water because hydration is key. Wow. The superior hula hoop flavour, but I'm not sure I'm with you on the vulvic water. Always makes me a bit uneasy, flavoured water. I know what you mean. It tastes kind of synthetic, but I suppose if we're picking the ultimate meal deal, you want something that's going to have a bit of flavour, but also... You don't want to have like a coat because it's just not good for you. So it's going to be the lemon vulvic on this one. Lemon vulvic. Even now, I'm just not convinced. But that bang. Thank you, Willie. feel like the question on everyone's lips as we go into lockdown at Mark 2 is what herbs you'd invite to your lockdown party. Please send me your answers. I'd love to have this debate. See you next week for another second helping of foodie shenanigans here on Lockdown Larder. See ya. <laughs>